Now through October 12th, get the killer deal at Planet Fitness. Join for just $5 down, $10 a month, no commitment, and really get your heart racing on all of our cardio and strength equipment. $5 down, $10 a month, no commitment. That's a deal to die for. Join now. Planet Fitness, the judgment-free zone. Hurry. Offer ends Friday, October 12th. Join in club or online at planetfitness.com. Annual membership fee applies. State and local taxes may apply. Participating locations only. See club for details. Previously on Mayans MC. I talked to Devante Cano this morning. He gave me this. We'll keep our eyes open. And for now, only the eyes in this room. Until you convince your charter is Judas free. Where's Coco off to? He got a call, seemed upset. I saw him yesterday at the Olympic diner. He was arguing with a woman, and he chased after her. What the hell are you doing? Just drive. Leticia! We did some very bad things. Some very bad people. Don't fuck with my family, or I'll ruin you and everything you love. Se llama Andres. Los muertos. Eran su familia. Estás a salvo aquí. The cadals am I? Hmm. He came through. Why does Arlita need all this cash? Next phase of the plan. Which is? I just get a little piece at a time. Don't do this again. Hello and welcome to an all new episode of Talking Mayans MC. I am one of your hosts, Kente, all the way live from Los Angeles, California. And I'm here joined by my wonderful co-host, the one and only Jen. How you doing, Jen? Great. The last night's episode was pretty phenomenal. I've got a lot to say about it. So I, I think this is going to be a good episode. Yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, talking about this episode with you. Uh, It was a phenomenal episode, and uh, I'm looking forward to just, you know, the rest of the season. Uh, It's so much to talk about, and, um, you know, let's get it in. Uh, First, I want to start off by saying that you can reach us many ways. You can go to our website, IndieRadio.org. You can also go to our social media and our social media, we have several social media platforms. We have our Facebook page, uh, which is facebook.com forward slash Talking Mayans. Uh, also, you can go to our Indie Radio Instagram page, which is IndieRadio.com forward slash I-N-D-Y Radio. Uh, that is our our Indie Radio uh, portal as well. And then we also have a Facebook group. Uh, tell us a, tell us about the, the group. Well, the Facebook group is uh, on, It's obviously it's on Facebook. Uh, it's a little small right now, so encouragement to everyone who wants to join and get in on the discussion. Um, got a lot to share in that group, that's for sure. There's a lot of things that we can't present inside of a podcast that we can present on Facebook. Um, lots of things, lots of longer discussions that we can have. Um, lots of appreciation for some of these actors. And it's interesting because the, the people who respond to with actor appreciation are oftentimes, it, you know, it's not a fan club. People are really appreciating um, and it's interesting. The, the performances, which is pretty neat. I like it. Yeah, I like it too. I, I love it. Uh, hey, you like it? I love it. <laughs> so uh, I'm very happy to be here and ready to go. So um, at this point in the show, I think it's a good time to talk a little bit about um, some uh, Mayans MC news. And it's really not 
much news at all. Of course, we we said in our last episode that um, we reported that the show has been picked up for a um, third. I mean, sorry, a second season. And I just wanted to uh, pull up. We don't have the ratings for last night's episode, um, episode six, but we do have uh, the ratings for all the episodes. And as you can see that, uh, you know, the ratings are pretty good. Uh, you know, uh, I don't know if can you see uh, on the screen uh, there? Jen? Yeah, I can. And I just was looking uh, to see if I could find uh, what we got for Mayans. It, it it ticked down a little, but by like by a percentage, so mm-hmm. it's not too bad. It's about it's basically about where it was last week. Oh, okay, cool. So yeah, that's pretty solid numbers for for a brand new show on FX. Uh, so they're pretty happy with it, and I can see why. Uh, when you get that many people, you know, checking out your content, it's always a good thing. So uh, pretty cool. Yeah, and it se- it seems to stay pretty steady which is also another good indicator that people are in it for the long haul not just uh not just it's not a novelty right so pretty cool stuff so that's all we have pretty much as far as uh mayans mc news and uh so let's get right into the episode that was last night um uh the name of the episode was gato and uh i want you to uh give a synopsis well, uh, so there's three, there are three sort of things that were going on, three basic big storylines. First, there's EZ, who. No, the official, I'm sorry, the official synopsis. For oh, the, the official, well, the official <laughs> synopsis is EZ continues to prove his worth as a prospect as both sides of, on both sides of the border and must grapple with harsh realities. Yes. Yes. Directed as by. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Actually, you know what? On my side, uh, this is so. This says it was directed by Felix Enriquez uh, Alcala. Alcala, yeah, yeah, is that right? Uh-huh. And it was written by Deborah Moore Munoz. Munoz. Yeah, Munoz. 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 There yes. we go. I, I should know this. I take Spanish. Right? <laughs> um, but you know, I, I, this is different, right? Because um, let me. I just wanted to check something real quick. Wasn't uh, didn't we have some different writers for the beginning of the series? Um, well, yeah, you had Kurt Sutter and um, and uh, Elgin James, but you know it's a writing staff, so you know different it's, writers. It, it, it's interesting though. The the reason that I bring it up is it's interesting because each episode does seem to have a bit of uh, a different narrative flair, and they all work together. But it's you can really see in this episode that someone was. Uh, thinking inside some uh, some storytelling lines, so I'm going to give a shout out to this writer here because there's some there's some I think really nice moments here that I hadn't seen before that flowed very nicely from piece to piece. So I think she definitely deserves some some big credit. Yeah. Yeah, it was a very solid episode, probably one of the most solid episodes uh, that we've had so far. So, yeah, uh, it was so tight. It was so tightly told that I loved that. Yes. Like it felt like no time from the time that I sat down to watch till the time that it was over. And so that tells me that I was really sucked in. Yeah. So um, let, let's get into this uh, episode tonight. And uh, I think, you know, the the first 
place that I like to start off with is the uh, the Kevin Jimenez versus uh, Felipe Riez uh, aspect of, of the storyline from last night. And um, I want to uh, really go into that because I think that it was, you know, it, it was very well done as, you know, as always, you know, on this, sh- on this show. So um, I have a clip to play and then, you know, let's get right into it. So here we go. The clip. The stuff you showed me, the birth certificates and the pictures. It's real. 80s? 76 through 84. Jesus. How'd you get out? Same way I survived. Blood and money. Threatening your family was a fucked up thing to do. Yeah. For both of us. As he was just a kid. Made a stupid mistake. Making this deal was the right thing to do. I knew there'd be risks. Always are. Let the pieces fit. Get him close to the action. His memory for detail. A year or two, we'd have a fucking book on Galindo. Then why are you unraveling it? Not me. My sack is getting pressed by the U.S. attorneys. They need something to leverage against Galindo, and they need it now. Why? It's about my pay grade. All right, and and the cool thing is, we find out uh, exactly uh, when they said the U.S. attorney. We find out at the end of this episode what exactly he's uh, referring to, and um, you know, I guess we can we can you know jump to what he was referring to as far as uh, the reason why um, you know it was above his pay grade. Um, so let me pull up. Uh, the, at the very end of the episode, we had a nice little treat. If you watch Sons of Anarchy, you are very familiar with this character. Right. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, uh, we just heard his voice and went, oh, no, I knew it. The minute I was watching it this morning, I said, I know that voice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, that you know, that gives it. That makes sense now why things are going at the rate it is, because, you know, we all know from Sons of Anarchy that uh, that this character does not uh, play by the the rules that everybody else plays with. You know, oh, he's, yeah. So uh, but, you know, uh, before we get into that aspect of, of last night's uh, episode, um, would you think about the scenes in this week between uh, Jimenez and um and and uh Felipe. Well, I had commented that it is it it, it it there's almost some kind of poetry in the way that Reyes is everyone's dad. I, I mean, even his enemies, he's still the dad. And I felt there was some you can feel the compassion in this man's soul, but you can also feel that that compassion is tempered with uh, a steel blade that will cut anything that comes between him and his family. And I I feel like that was punctuated so dramatically this week when, okay, so Jimenez shows up at at Reyes' house and 
Reyes does this thing where he basically, you know, uh, he like he acknowledges his presence, but then in that same moment he says, "I can't help you," and yet, what does he do for the entire episode? He helps him. Right. I, I there's something there's something so wonderfully poetic about the way that this character is written, which makes me think honestly that they are setting the that they are setting easy's dad up for something very big because i mean just everything that i know about the way that this story has been told and the way that sons of anarchy was told in the past being the good guy is almost always something bigger because we are surrounded sort of by not always the good guys and so being in that role is is pretty important there's always something very big that's going to happen and my guess is that this i don't think they would have shown us a whole episode of these two co- collaborating is perhaps a too strong of a word but i don't think that we would have seen the two of them in this in this role becoming more intimate with each other if there wasn't a really solid reason for this to happen like they both the two of them are going to have to choose something and i i don't know where it's going to go but i suspect that that choice is going to come pretty quick and it's gonna uh it it will be the kind of choice that will that'll basically set one of them uh i'm gonna have to do something against the morals that i actually believe in in order to attain this that's what i think yeah no i agree with you i think that is a that's a very good point and we also know with uh you know uh, going back to the end of the episode um when they when they um introduce that uh lincoln potter was on back on the show or were on the show and he was the u.s attorney i mean we're you know it didn't say it but you know he was the u.s attorney in uh sons of anarchy and uh that now that they've introduced his character in the mix you know how he plays <laughs> you know so so yeah, dirty yeah so you know which is so funny because technically he would be the good guy right that's i mean right. And uh, so I, in a way you want somebody that's going against, you know, a gang like that to go pretty hard. Right. So uh, I just thought that it was pretty interesting that um, they, you know, they put this character back in the mix. And then also, you know, I don't quite remember how ultimately uh, his character um, left the storyline. Um, so I, have, I need to uh, brush up on it. Uh, I, 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 I'm gonna have to, I should have done it before the show and excuse me for not doing it, but, um, I'm trying to remember his last interaction with him. I know it was a failure <laughs> that, that I remember, but, um, I, you know, so, uh, well, we know, we know that easy doesn't recognize him. Right. Right. I mean, that's, that's for sure. Um, when the last time that he was in sons of anarchy, he was, um, it was, uh, it had it had something to do with the voting at Charming Heights, right? Um, Hail and right. That's what it was, right? Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's the last thing that we see of him. Right. That that piece is the last thing that we see of him. So he's got a lot of unresolved stuff going on. You know, I actually we, we actually on the spotlight uh, Hollywood edition interviewed interviewed uh, the actor who played Hale 
uh, on oh, no the, way. Yeah, yeah, because he was also on The Walking Dead as well. Um, he had his throat bit out by Rick. <laughs> so, and we what? talked about the, him playing the Hale character as well. Um, and because uh, the guy's been around forever, and oh my God, his name escapes me, but uh, he's a very good actor. That that actor. So, you know, trivia too. You know, uh, Hale. Remember his brother. Uh, his his name is Ray McKinnon, by the way. Well, that, no, that's who Ray McKinnon is. Who played uh, is Potter. But I'm talking oh, about oh, plays Hale. I thought you were talking about that. Okay. No, no, I said Hale. The the uh, oh, Hale. You know, oh, oh. the corrupt politician. Right. Remember, right, his right. brother was the um, was the uh, the sheriff of the town until I think he, he got killed off in the second season of Sons of yep. Anarchy. And I think in the second season. Yep. Do you know who that guy is? Who? That's Taylor Sheridan, the uh, the great writer, the one who wrote Sicario, Helen Highwater. Wind River. Oh, wow. That's the same dude. He's now like the big writer in Hollywood and producer guy. Good so, uh, deal. Yeah, director. Yeah. So. Well, he was good too. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So he stopped acting and became the man now in as far as writing. You know. So. So. Wow. Uh, good for him. Yeah. Yeah. Great. You know. Great writer. You know. I, anyone who knows me knows I love that movie Sicario. So. So. Um, I don't know. I think. Him. I think Jimenez is going to meet a dark turned on the show I, I think it's something bad's gonna happen to him at some point you know so um you know yeah and, and i have a feeling that the bad thing that's gonna happen to him is gonna be in the service of either saving reyes or something that is sort of along those lines again i don't think they would have bonded for no reason yeah i agree with that so it's d- definitely interesting so um the next uh, section uh, i want to uh, get to is the uh, the the uh, Coco Cruz and his daughter uh, Leticia Cruz that uh, storyline because I thought that was really entertaining on the show uh, um, and uh, so I do have a clip um, for that you know for that uh, scene but uh, I mean that stuff so um, here we go let me get to the clip oops sorry about that. All right. Here's the clip. Coco has some club business. Be back in a couple of hours. You can wait here. I can't wait. He just left? Had no choice. <laughs> Bullshit. Hey, hey, where are you going? Hold on. Your dad wants you to stick around. Shit, that sounds weird. He's only been my dad for like a week. What? I've only known him for a week. Oh. Can you help me? What's your name? Easy. Ezekiel. Mm. Like from the Bible. And other places. What's going on, Letty? Shit. did this fuck who the fuck is that albert doesn't really paint the whole picture for me give me a ride he seemed nice we hung out a few days last night we partied and he fell asleep i was just taking 10 bucks to get something to eat he thought you were rolling him what do we do we 
<laughs> All right. So I, d- I also have the uh, another clip uh, of him her and her, her pops. But uh, I wanted to start off with the, the easy um, Leticia um, part of the storyline. Um, OK, so I love we you know we talked about this on, on the show previously about um, how, you know, th- that storyline about the guys apologizing about the porno and then you eventually find out that he really did have a, well he didn't have a sister but it was his daughter Coco and then now we got to learn a, a little bit more about uh the this character Leticia and you can understand why she's the person she is you know being the life that she was forced to live you know and not having the father there and all of that and the you know and and, and all of that and so in this storyline, I like the idea of mixing her character with Easy, and in a way to you know we got a little bit more of Leticia. Uh, what did you think about the way that they handled this episode? Well, I, first this of all, I have to say that there's a remarkable symmetry here between what was happening with Easy and Leticia and what was happening with Ramirez and Reyes. Mm-hmm. This is very, very similar in that they both take on people that they really don't know to help them. Um, and so you can see sort of father and son have very similar heart lines. Mm-hmm. They, they just seem to want to reach out to help, which I, I, I really admired a lot. Um, and the second thing is, although I'm sure that we'll get into this just in just a little bit with how Johnny is dealing, how Coco is dealing with Leticia, uh, the the first interactions between Leticia and and EZ made me sort of uh, understand a little bit more or bring me back to reality about how EZ is both part of the gang and not part of the gang. Mm -hmm. That, that he is, he really does have a foot in both worlds and how unique this particular situation really is to him because he, it, it really um, highlights how much risk he is in. He could still easily get into a lot of trouble doing things for anybody in the gang. Um, and, and so for him to make this risk says that he's, to me, it says that he's pulling even further into the gang and away from what the original intent was. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? No, no, you're right. You're right. And one thing that I, one thing I love about this show as, as well as sons of anarchy is they have a really cool way of getting in, um, action, you know, uh, fitting it in where it goes with the storyline. And, you know, when, when they pulled him over, or they were about to pull him over. You're like, oh, <laughs> you know, like, how's this going to go? And you, right? f- you figured he was going to run, right? And uh, and he did. And that, you know, that scene was very good. And you're sitting there like, oh, man, you know, because, you know, generally when you're in a car car chase with the police, it's over for you. But he was he was able to uh, think his way out of there. That was a nuts car chase. That was, was. I mean, we, we lovingly in the room called it the Dukes of Hazard Mayans car chase. <laughs> yeah, it was really good. And um, so, you know, I really, really enjoyed that. And and I think that I think that, you know, that whole storyline, you know, and, for, and remember that we, we, we let's not cut out the fight. <laughs> that he, he, you know, easy put in some work uh, no on them doubt. truckers, you know. 
So that that was really cool too. Yeah, my, I think my favorite line of the entire episode is, "What is it with you and screwdrivers?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Yeah, that was hilarious. Uh, very well done. I mean, you know, I don't know what the you know you're in the fan community when it comes to this show, and so I have a question for you. Um, I've heard mixed things from people. Um, to be honest with you, if you like Sons of Anarchy, this is on the same lines. You know, obviously people got close to those characters. So maybe people haven't gotten close to those characters yet on Mayans. But what have been some of the main criticisms you've heard about this show? Well, I, I think I think the, the biggest criticism that I've heard is that it's moving at a pace that is uh, difficult to understand. Um, th- and and I don't think that that's anybody's fault. I think that that part of it is the people who have watched Sons of Anarchy are expecting something maybe a little bit different than Mayans is delivering, um, and they're waiting to be rewarded for it. Um, but then there's people that didn't watch Sons of Anarchy and are ready to watch something like this, and they feel a little bit more lost. The other thing that I have heard a lot is that is that when it comes to the the characters, nobody feels like they have a solid, you're the good guy, you're the bad guy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I know that we've talked about this on the show, and it's interesting to see it reflected in how people speak. Um, but they they, they want to root for everyone, basically. And it, it becomes really difficult to pinpoint one person as the bad guy. I think we found our bad guy, to be honest. At the very end of this episode, mm. nobody is... Uh, Potter was awful. I mean, he was just awful. Right. He bribed people to lie. and I mean, he was just bad. So all this lead-up, I think... It, I mean, you know, it's, it's hard to even fault Galindo for being the way that he is based on what we know just happened with his kid and... There's a lot of ambiguity, and I think that's maybe the biggest uh, the biggest criticism so far is that it's just sort of so up in the air that people don't know what to make of it. Hmm. Well, you know, um, I think this is just more, you know, the first to come. And I really I really believe it's going to be the second season is going to be the season where it'll probably stand out more, even more. So thank God they got a second season. So and they were able to to take this, you know, do, you know, really establish these characters in this first season and not have, you know, I don't think they had as much pressure maybe, um, you know, uh, I mean, I guess it's all pressure. It's always pressure, but, um, you know, by giving them that second season, it really allows them to just, you know, tell their story. So, um, you know, uh, mm-hmm. I, I will say this though, uh, the, the, my hat really goes off and, and, I intellectually really want to acknowledge the fact that Kurt Sutter did something different with Mayans than he did with Sons of Anarchy, at least as far as I can see so far. And that is he took a lot of time to not just draw us in to make us like the characters. And so one of the criticisms is I don't know who to root for. And I would put that in the win column because when we don't know who the good guy or the bad guy is, anybody at any time could be the good guy or the bad guy. And that is really a very difficult uh, writing position to be in. It takes a really special creative crew 
to get you to the point where you want everyone to succeed because you care about everyone. That's that is definitely there's a lot of the, uh, there's a lot of passion that goes into these characters and the narrative. So while we see all these little uh, plot twists happen here and there, we're never so taken uh, by what's happening on the screen that we forget how to empathize with the characters. That I think that's a big piece. So I just wanted to make sure that we mentioned that. No, no, very well said. Uh, you know, I. You know, I I'm really hope that people stick it out with the show because it's really good. I mean, it's it's I've been enjoying it. I can't wait for each episode. So, you know, so. Uh, all right. So uh, I have another clip uh, and we're still in the uh, Leticia uh, Coco. This is uh, her and her father at the end. And I want to go into that a little bit more. So here we go. I'm sorry I fucked things up. Yeah. Shit got a little out of control. But I guess that, that's on me. You know, I got two other kids. Two different moms, and there's a reason why I'm not in their lives. It's better for everyone. You see, everything I did, no matter how fucked up it was, I did it because I thought it was the best thing for you. Maybe it's some bullshit, I don't know. Sorry, Leticia. I don't need you to be my dad. When when I knew we were moving back here, I I was just excited to know I had a brother. I'm tired of having no one. Make your deal, right? Whatever this is, you know, father, brother, friend, do it different. No more lying, no secrets, no more fucking porn. And no more porn. <laughs> oh, what a terrible thing to have to tell your daughter. <laughs> you, you, you know, you know what I really uh, took away from that transaction between the two of them uh-huh. is that he has got, Coco's gone to great pains to stay out of his daughter's life. Right. And she is no better off for it than she was if he had stayed in her life. And I, I find that to be a very sad uh I don't know. It's a, not Commentary. an irony, but it's it's just a very sad state of affairs. In that, in that he comes back into her life. I think at, at a point where he uh, begins to where he where things are not going as well as maybe they could for him, and I feel like she is going to be in the position to help him more than he could help her. Yeah, that's what I feel like they're setting up. Yeah, and ain't that funny how that happens in life sometimes? You know? It is. You know, because he's supposed to be, you know, her her protector and all of that stuff. And, you know, he really needs her to be a better person. But, but look at what happened with her and EZ. EZ was, uh, yeah, it wasn't going quite as well as he wanted it to go. And she saved him. 
Yeah. Yeah, I feel like that was a pretty big uh, portend of things to come. Yeah. Also, I love her line. I'm stronger than I look. <laughs> no yeah. kidding. I mean, both on a mental on a on a mental plane and on a physical plane. I get it. Yep. Well, you know what though? Uh, that's a little because I'm sure they were thinking people were going to be thinking like, how they get that guy in the trunk? So that was like their little, you know, this is a this is going to explain it, you know, explain it away. You know how, how that was that well, how that happened. So. Uh, all right. So, I like her as a character. She I do has, too. She's definitely, she's good. She's I do really too. Good. Yeah, she's she's uh, she seems very talented, very uh, beautiful uh, young lady as well. So, um, be yeah, I'm interested to see how much part of the storyline she is going to be going forward. So, and uh, real quick, uh, the cat motif. I mean, the uh, animal motif. Uh, you know, this time it was a cat. So much better than the possum from last week. Uh, so, so that was, uh, you know, I guess we should always point that out, which animal, the animal, uh, next week is, uh, uh, it's, it also, I mean, not that I'm ready to sort of like go through this in a deep dive, but I will be by the end of the series. Um, it's very important also to recognize which character the animals are interacting with Mm -hmm. because that seems to be an important, uh, mm-hmm. Tell of the story, so we'll, we'll at the end of the series we'll take a look at that. Mm-hmm. Playing possum, slick as a cat. And next week is cucaracha, so uh, you know that's a cockroach. And then oh after, boy, and then following I believe is rat uh, is the one following it. So um, well, if Potter so. makes another debut, then I would say that that's pretty uh, that's that's pretty on par because mm-hmm. that's how I consider him. And remember, he picks up the stray cat. That's right. He does. So, all right. So, um, the, the next uh, section is, uh, we're going to be talking about, this is, uh, um, the, the, the Los, uh, how do you say it? Uh, Los, uh, Vados and the, uh, Glendo cartel, uh, right. they're going head to head and it, it had, this one was pretty, pretty, uh, impactful. So I don't actually have a clip for that, but, uh, we're, we're just going to talk about it cause a, a lot of it was in Spanish. So, uh, so I didn't uh, pull out a clip for it unless, you know, uh, unless you're, you know, you want to do some translating. (laughs) (laughs) High school was a long time ago. My Spanish is too rusty. (laughs) Okay. So this storyline was really cool. I thought, uh, one is because it gives you, it it made you feel like, okay, this storyline is coming to an end now that, you know, they're going to get the baby. Um, it was pretty obvious that it was a trap. I don't know if you caught on to it. Yeah. That they set the, well, ki- the kid up. Well, well, it wouldn't. It, it wouldn't have been. It wouldn't have been so obvious that it was a trap if if she hadn't said that. Basically, she set the kid up to fail. That she it, it didn't set him up to fail. Set him up to test him. Mm-hmm. And when he failed the test, that I think that was the biggest clue that yeah, everything else from this point forward is a setup. In other words, like they were trying to highlight the fact that she is so intuitive and so she sees into this far more spatially than we ever can because she's seeing things from different angles um that yeah there's no way she was just going to let him have the baby without some complication no well i was referring to the little boy oh you uh, were okay that aspect but yeah that was obviously a trap as well but i'm, I'm i mean it was obvious it was a trap 
when the boy they left the coordinates they they're all like this is the coordinates and they leave it there and it's so you know and then they leave the tent alone like i was it was pretty obvious that they were setting the, the boy up so i always yeah. felt like you know i'm sitting there like okay i get it yeah although i don't think she knew the answer i don't think she knew whether he would or would not act on it because i mm-hmm. I, I feel like that was the point of leaving the coordinates not not so that she could just single him out, but to really test him. Because at the end, before he, before he basically dies, she says, we would have loved you. And I, I feel like that is important. Like, she really did test his loyalty. Okay, he didn't die. He was pushed <laughs> from a roof. Well, and, and he's dead. <laughs> he was assassinated. <laughs> so <laughs> By his best friend. I know that girl, oh. man. I, I would be totally nice to that girl all the time after what <sighs> she did. Man, that was so brutal, man. Oh, man. But uh, no, no. I mean, it was a trap, though, because they were just seeing if he was going to take the bait or not, or if he was definitely the the mole which you know they figured they found out that it was it was true so um but uh let's get let's get back i i love though uh i love that whole how everything played out you know um with the uh you know they they got the money they gave the baby back plus they set up miguel galindo uh you know (laughs) and uh i thought that was that was pretty cool. Like, you know, but it seemed like that'd be pretty kind of easy to, to get out of being that. Didn't everybody know that his kid was, uh, wasn't it uh well known that his kid was, um, was, uh, um, abducted on, on the other side of the border. Mm-hmm. I mean, Not on our side of the border. Oh, okay. Uh, they didn't, they didn't involve the police or anybody. That's, like that's that. true. I they mean, didn't do that. But, uh, I mean, you know, it's, it seems like something he can get out of. I don't, I don't, I don't think that would be that big. Well, the the way that I understood it and, and, you know, I could be wrong, but the way that I understood it was the, was that border patrol basically had not just been tipped, but they had been somehow they're in on it. Somehow they know what's going on. And so Mm -hmm. when he said, I need you to test something to me, that didn't, there was something weird about that exchange inside of that border patrol office that said, yeah, maybe these guys are actually in on something because I, there was just some something was slightly amiss with the way that they were uh, looking at the blanket and and also oh no, it was, was definitely not random. <laughs> it was yeah, they right. were definitely tipped, but it could but it could have been right. It could have been just a tip, but I don't think it was just a tip. Mm-hmm. I have a feeling that that somebody in there is actually in on all of this, and and I feel like that was the point of telling us that um, that there's thousands and thousands of seeing that the, the map of seeing the, the number of people that are involved in this is just huge. Right. I, I feel like that was the point of showing us that, that there are so many people involved, you never know what person in what position might be standing behind us. Right. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I think that, uh, I, I think that, more than likely you might be right that some one of them are involved in it but you know i guess he was so consumed by revenge and he thought he had the upper hand and he thought he was about to make his godfather play and then so and he was cocky because mind you i'm sure they've never really had a foe 
that that was that strong, you know, going right. against them. And I think in a lot of ways, they've underestimated them, their intelligence, their capabilities and their resolve. They've un completely, un you know, underestimated them. And yes. And yeah. and, and they didn't they the, the interesting thing to me is that they didn't um, that when the, the strike came after he had the baby. Mm -hmm. Right. So hubris said to uh, Galindo, OK, go attack. But he honestly, it, 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 it's it, and I can see why. I mean, you know, yeah, he's got the baby and he's not thinking about anything else. But wow, what a short sighted little mistake that was on his part not to be across the border first. It, it it felt really short sighted on his part. And again, I from a from a storytelling standpoint, I think that that makes total sense because, of course, he wasn't thinking of anything except I have my baby and revenge is now mine. But it was interesting on the other side to see that they were scoping out the place, not sure who would show up or maybe not not sure who would show up, not sure if anybody would show up as if like that was a further test to see where things might be. Do you know what I'm saying? Right. Right. No, yeah, that was they hey, it was well played. They got the money, they set him up, and they found out the mole. All in one move. <laughs> Checkmate. Because, <laughs> because even though they know even though they knew that there was a mole, I don't know if they knew specifically that the mole was actually inside of Galindo's organization. I don't know. I'm 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 sort of I'm like on the fence with that. It it seems like maybe they did. But it also seems like, well, they did enough to sort of set it up to question what to, to verify, to, to find veracity in what they already thought was happening mm -hmm. that maybe they didn't know. So, yeah, definitely well played. I, I wonder how this is going to play out because they took now they got the now the government has the baby in in their uh, custody. So. That's uh, right. So uh, I'm, I'm I'm imagining though at some point they're going to release it to the mother, and so I, they're not going to hold on to you know the mother is can take the baby. So I don't think that's going to be a big thing. But yeah, you know, and Galindo will get out of out of it, jail. You, you know, I think it might have less to do with uh, with with who gets the baby because I think she will. But it may have something to do with how Emily perceives the situation now in hindsight mm -hmm. because if the government is is involved and the government is sort of like okay well now you have your fingerprints all over my kid metaphorically and sort of physically the, it may change her calculus in some way mm. i'm not sure but i yeah, the, it just seemed like that 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 piece seemed really really important from an emily standpoint not just from his standpoint mm. yeah all right. So, uh, really good episode and looking forward to next week. Uh, you know, any last things you want to get in before we say goodbye? You know, I, I just wanted to say one thing. We, we, because we all watch Sons of Anarchy, right? We, we are also, uh, sort of hyped on some of the things that we see with similarities and some of the things that are kind of different. And, um, for as much as the, the, the MC thinks that Coco is the turn right now. 
it, it was so pivotal to me to watch that scene with uh, his name is escaping me the guy in the office uh, mm-hmm. Coco won him in a card game uh, right right Steve the, whatever. Uh, mm-hmm. that 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 interaction where easy is listening from the bathroom that seems to be a, yet another fire that they are going to end up having to put out and I just have a, a very um, an uneasy feeling if you will so pardon the pun, um, about how that's going to unfold. Because there is something insidious about being branded a turn inside of a motorcycle gang that doesn't speak really well for his future. I I mean, at least as a media future. So, I feel like that was a big thing to throw in. What's that? Chucky is his name. Chucky. Okay, thank you. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. That 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 seemed like it was pretty important to uh, to call out. I, I it definitely seems like Easy is right back in the thick of things once again because he knows something that other people don't know. Oh, you know what? Before I forget, also there was a line that uh, that uh, that she tells Adelita tells Angel, and she says, "Sit down, and I'll tell you everything." Well, we don't know mm-hmm. what she told Angel. Mm-hmm. All we know right now is Angel is now apparently aware of what's going on. Right. So that's another big thread to pull on to see what happens underneath it. Right. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I'm looking forward to it. How can people get you in social media and all that good stuff? Uh, social media, they can find me at, on Twitter at FollowingBlissOne and on the web at Critical Laughs with two L's dot com and movies make the meal dot com. All right. And you can get me at Kente F on Twitter and you can go to our website, IndieRadio.org. That's I-N-D-Y Radio.org. All right. And then um, uh, also we'll be back for an all new episode next week at 4.30 p.m. Pacific, 7.30 p.m. Eastern. And if you are on Indie Radio, stay tuned because in about 45 minutes we'll have an all new episode of the spotlight so peace now through october 12th get the killer deal at planet fitness join for just five dollars down ten dollars a month no commitment and really get your heart racing on all of our cardio and strength equipment five dollars down ten dollars a month no commitment that's a deal to die for join now planet fitness the judgment free zone hurry offer ends friday october 12th join in club or online at planetfitness.com and your membership fee applies state and local taxes may apply participating locations only see club for details